Have you made a lot of money out of your music? Money? I mean, what is, how, much is, how much is a lot of money to you? Yeah, that's a good question. Have, have you made, say, millions of dollars? No. Are you a rich man? What do you mean rich? What do you mean? Do you have a lot of possessions? A lot well, of money in the bank? Possession make you rich? I don't, I don't have that type of richness. My richness is life forever. This is episode 181, and I'm your host, Miguel. All of the content that you hear in this podcast episode is Creative Commons license. Great to be back podcasting again. Uh, unfortunately, I've only been uploading an episode a month, as you know, for those who listen. But I'm going to try to get back to a regular schedule of uploading, you know, at least once a week. So in this episode, it's going to be really interesting. We're going to turn the clock back to the mid to late 1800s, which is kind of a foundational uh, time for this whole one world government that they're trying to impose on us, back to Karl Marx and and uh, the Communist Manifesto and these, these types of authors. So the author that we're going to discuss today actually influenced Karl Marx, uh, Adolf Hitler, uh, Joseph Stalin, or Lenin, you know, he influenced a lot of these diabolical thinkers. And the author's name is Gustav Le Bon. The name of the book is The Crowd. And the subtitle is A Study of the Popular Mind. Now, one of the reasons why this book is so important, and I literally just, um, when I went to do the episode this morning, as I do a lot of times, I'll just kind of, you know, work through the muse. In other words, I'll, I'll go online and look for something that is, is relevant for, for the time that we're in, and I'll go on it. You know, another thing that I also try to do is I try, there's a term, it's called evergreen, like like in podcasting and, and such types of media. And the meaning evergreen means that you can go back and listen to these episodes 10 years later and they're still totally relevant, as opposed to speaking about Fauci or an individual or situation where um, it kind of outdates, and when you hear it, you know, a few months later, it's kind of already outdated, and it's really not interesting. So that's why I kind of do it in this manner because I can I can get inspired or find something that I feel really relevant that people need to know about. And 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 I came upon this author this morning. I really didn't know. He um, very influential, like I said, to um, diabolical people of the past. So. The crowd, okay? So that's literally where we find ourselves today, okay? And and, and you can insert, you know, the crowd. Um, you can insert CNN and Fox News and ABC, NBC, MSNBC, the New York Times, and whatever. Insert here, you know, whatever media platform of your choice. Because basically, the, the media, or the corrupted media, they're pulling the puppet strings that control the crowd. So, what LeBon was expounding was that um, the importance of getting everybody into one crowd, one group think, where they're going to be afraid of rejection from the crowd, where they're going to be looking for acceptance for the crowd, and the people that are controlling the crowd are going to do the thinking for you, so they can make your life nice and easy. You don't have to contemplate anything. You don't have to think. You don't have to read books or do research. Just, you know, get spoon-fed whatever the media puppet masses want you to uh, think, right? And basically that's it. And that's how they control the whole planet and the whole society because 
they have a bunch of sheeple and people that are not uh, doing some critical thinking on their own for themselves and they just accept everything that's spoon fed to them. So if you go around today and talk to people, uh, let's say people that uh, don't really inform themselves, don't do research, and basically um, are followers of sheeple, and you talk to them about things that are going on today, they have they have no idea because they're too busy on the iPhone or they're too busy playing the latest you know combat game, you know video game or whatever, you know, listening to whatever lyrics that they listen to that just basically encourages them to kill one another in our urban centers, you know, drill music, or, or whatever have you. And if you're noticing what, they do, what they've been doing over the past few years, just to, just to illustrate my point, you know, and I've said this on prior podcasts, when, you know, when I was younger, I was born in 59, so I'm a little bit of an older guy, but I keep my mind very young and sharp. But... Let's say in the 60s, you had doo-wop, you had rock and roll, you had country music. You had a, a, a whole variety of different musics and cultures that people uh, would participate in and music that they would listen to. But if you look at it today, it's basically, and I'm not trying to say this in a good way or bad way, but basically most modern music right now is influenced by rap. And again, that's not good or bad because I listen to rap. If you hear my past episodes, I play Black Moon, I play Wu-Tang. I mean, I, I like rap music, you know, but... You have to look at it critically. Even country music now, they're rapping. So one of the reasons for this is that it makes it much easier for them because really music is another form of media. If you look at it, you know, it, it, it's basically media. It's something that you consume, listen to, and it downloads into your thought process, into your psyche, whatever is taking place on that music, whatever, whatever uh, the dialogue or the lyrics are in that music. So it makes it much easier for uh, the controlling class to have everybody basically, you know, wearing the same clothes, the same Nikes, you know, Air Force Ones, which everybody wears now, and the same, you know, rap music, and the same thick thought process, and the same Gucci, and Hennessy, and everything like that. You know, for the most part, I know in some sections of the country, in different places, people are a little bit more independent thinking. I know a few months back, we went down south, uh... South Carolina, actually, and I didn't notice it as much there. Of course, it's there because they have media, they consume media that we consume, but it was not as imposing, and the people seem to be, oddly enough, a little bit more open-minded over there. Talk to most people today, and they're just going to regurgitate back to you whatever the media is downloading into their head. So this really, a lot of this really stems back to this book. The Crowd, uh, A Study of the Popular Mind. Now, they've been planning since God knows when uh, to impose a one-world government. You know, the, the, well, I'm, I'm not going to start spouting our names because I don't, I don't, you know, it's not, today is not the day for that. But we're just going to get into this right now. One name I will say is Klaus Schwab, who, a.k.a. Darth Vader. And I'm not trying to be funny or I'm not trying to joke. The dude literally is Darth Vader. Or some type of bootleg Marvel comic villain. So the book, The Crowd, primarily covers crowd psychology. And when you attach to a crowd, your individual identity is lost. And this is the mechanics of how this all plays out. First, they must have the ability to control every facet of the mainstream media. Print, television, social media. That's why you see a lot of people getting shadow banned. I know I myself have been shadow banned probably for the past uh, year and a half to two years. I know it for a fact. I am on iTunes, but 
if you're on iTunes and you look up my podcast, uh, I don't show up. Stitcher, a couple of months ago, my latest episodes don't pop up in some podcast apps. Uh, don't you, you can't find me. You could find like a limited amount, like my most recent ones, like over the past six months or a year, you don't see it. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, I'm just going to drop my information here. My uh, my email is alphamalebuddhist.gmail.com. My Instagram is also alphamalebuddhist. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. Um, so if, if any of you that are on iTunes or have an iPhone... Um, if you want to look it up and, and if you want to get back to me, let me know. Like if I pop up on iTunes or if I don't, I mean, it would be kind of cool. I know I, I put this out there a couple of months back and a few people did get back to me and say that they that I wasn't showing up on iTunes. But you could find me. Google me and I'm, I'm ubiquitous. I'm everywhere with my podcast. And my Instagram, as a matter of fact, I have some really, really good IGTV videos. Some of them are 15 minutes. Some of them are an hour. Really informative. Really a fast track to clean uh, the crap out of your ears and your eyes and wake up to who you really are, to who you actually are. And you're not a crowd or part of a crowd or an extension of the mainstream media. Understand that you were given a purpose, you were put in for a purpose, God created you for a purpose, and that purpose is to provide and protect your family, okay, primarily. And then once that's uh, achieved, then whatever, you know, whatever other things that you're going to do that are going to be God-glorifying. So we'll continue on. The next thing that the media does is they do everything that they can to get your attention by appealing to your lowest chakra, to your, the lowest level, the lowest common denominator of humanity, which is fear, sex, money, greed, violence. The purpose of this is to slowly herd the individuals into the same group in order to think uh, and act and react and consume and regurgitate whatever the mainstream media is downloading into them so they're literally sheeple, puppets, mindless drones. Instead of working to make honey, they get on that hamster wheel to generate taxes to give to the government, to generate taxes to give their attention, and to go in strange lands to kill people that we've never seen before with our military. So I'll, I'll leave that there too. I don't, that's, a whole, that's a whole different podcast. Their main goal is to stop the individual for thinking for themselves and they subtly do this without you even be being aware of it and this is really evidenced today by the complete demoralization of the planet look up yuri bezmanov he was a former kgb russian kgb agent who defected to the u.s and he did an interview with an author by the name of g edward griffith who wrote the book the creature from jekyll island which covers the formation of the Federal Reserve Bank back in 1913, where the Federal Reserve Bank was granted the ability to just create money out of thin air. Not only create money out of thin air, but any money from 1913 up until today was created by the Federal Reserve Bank and loaned out to the United States at interest. So today, money equals debt. Money is created out of debt. If every... Uh, if all debt was paid off in the United States, there would be no more money, okay? I know it's a little bit of a complicated um, top topic, or somewhat complicated, but you should, again, I have a couple of episodes on that, so you can go back into my archive and see that. But the author, uh, G. Edward Griffith, it's on YouTube, I believe, if they didn't already take it down, because they're taking down so many things right now. But again, I have them, I have them in my archive, so you can see them. 
Yuri Bezmenov, when he was interviewed by Geo Griffin, broke down the whole strategy of the demoralization, subversion, you know, uh, educational system, and then normalization. It, it gets a little bit involved, but it, it, it's real facts, and, and you can, you can uh, see it plainly right there, the way Yuri breaks it down. That interview really blew my mind. So I have a question. When did it become acceptable in our schools and education system to teach third graders to masturbate? or five-year-old boys to perform as strippers on a catwalk while adults cheer and jeer and Google at them, tossing money at them. Five and six-year-old boys, just fully decked out like hookers with wigs and heels and just, just, just so ungodly. Just a whole hypersexualized entertainment, which is satanic. When did it become acceptable to have a little child, and if you notice, most of these are boys because what they want to do is they want to emasculate the whole country. But when did it become acceptable to have a little child uh, start a gender reassignment hormone therapy before he can even read and write? And just for you people who are technically oriented, an adult doesn't really become an adult until they're... Um, the frontal cortex is developed, which is the front part of the brain, which is the most evolved part of the brain. And that start, starts taking place at around 25, 26 years old. So you're talking about a six-year-old that really should be playing with his G.I. Joes or Legos or something like that. And they're pushing him into making a decision that's going to destroy the rest of his life. Now, if you're an adult and you make that choice, you're 18 years old, that's up to you. When did it become acceptable to have... Uh, men actually step into an MMA ring and fight women because he did, you know, he decided that his identity or his gender, because it's, they're saying that there's, you know, 40 genders or LGBTQ. And I'm not against gay people or whatever. Again, I want to make that clear. That's your life choice, what you make, what you want to do for yourself. But do not impose that on other people, okay? But in sports, you'll have this, this swimmer, I forget his name, but he's a dude. He's a big, strong dude, and he's competing against women, and he's crushing them. And, and, you know, women, let's say it's your daughter and she's been training her whole life in the swimming events and everything like that. And then she comes up to a quarterfinal or something like that. And then she gets knocked out by a natural born man who has denser bone structure, who has uh, testosterone, who has larger lung capacity. I mean, it's, you know, it's a clear fact. They're trying to say, you know, the question is, what is a woman? They asked this new Supreme Court judge, what is a woman? And she says, I don't know. I mean, there's two genders, okay? There's two genders. How you choose to exercise your gender and your life choices is up to you. But again, don't impose that on me because what they're doing is that they're trying to create chaos and confusion so people don't even know where they stand. And again, this is part of... Of this whole crowd control, you know, you have, I forget, uh, I forget the name of the MMA fighter, but uh, there was a guy who was an MMA fighter, and he wasn't doing that well, so he, he wanted to kick it up a notch, so he identified as a, as a woman, and then he started fighting women in MMA fights against, against women, and he was knocking them out and breaking their or orbital bones. Imagine if that was your daughter, okay? You know, women need to have their own sports to compete in, because that's, that's the other side of the divine uh, masculine and feminine, and that's the woman, and they need to be able to express, you know, their talents and whatever they do without having to compete against men or wh whatever it is. I mean, honestly, for those of you who listen to this, is oh my God, how, 
He's so then don't listen to the podcast. This this that's why the title of my podcast is Alpha Male Buddhist. The Alpha Male is as God designated us to be here on earth to protect our family, to provide and to be the strength. And then the Buddhist part of it is the philosophical part. You know, I say I'm Buddhist or whatever. I I, I believe in Buddhist principles. I'm a Christian. Jesus Christ is my savior. But I also really enjoy, and, and, and these Buddhist principles, all in addition to Jesus and the Bible, Buddhism uh, has had a real profound, and Taoism and Zen Buddhism and all of these different philosophies, the Upanishads and Hinduism, has, has influenced me too in a positive way because the problem with a lot of people is when they look at uh, a source of information or a person or a, a, a talk and they, just, they agree with 99% of what is being said, and but they disagree with one, they're going to dismiss all of it. And that's, that's really ignorance, and that's a sign of ignorance. It, Aristotle once said that <clears throat> the sign of a highly intelligent person is the ability to enter, entertain two opposing thoughts without being conflicted, right? And I use the analogy um, of a lock cylinder and a key. Because they're opposing because the lock is locked and the key is what locks it or opens it. But within the problem, which is the lock cylinder, within that problem is the image of the solution, which is the image of the key. You got to kind of try to figure that one out. It's not that complicated. But again, the lock cylinder, okay, not the key, but the cylinder itself has the image of the key. So within the problem lies the solution, right? So you have to be able to, to, to entertain opposing things and process them and, and don't just discard it because you can find tremendous answers. Even when you argue with an enemy, they might say some random statement or something and you'll you catch a little glimmer of knowledge out of it, you know, if you're able to critically think about that, you know? Something to think about. So let me move on. When did it become acceptable to administer... Uh, uh, herpes, Pamplona virus vaccine to a child just moments after they're born, right? And then to continue to administer vaccines to these children, probably up to 30 or 40 vaccines by the time they are fully immunized by the age of whatever it is, 12 years old or whatever. But then you got to continue with these inoculations that um, these companies want to do that are actually altering people's uh, DNA, you know, just the way that they're doing it with the GMO foods, the genetically modified or organisms or food, they're doing it to humans. And what what these vaccines are doing is they're modifying the DNA and destroying our natural um, immune system so that down the road you'll, you'll only be able to be protected from infections and sickness by being administered um vaccines by these pharmaceutical companies so they can make a profit and so they can depopulate the whole planet so i don't want i mean if you i don't want to freak people out if you got a vaccine or whatever like that you know do what you do but don't don't do that anymore take care of yourself and try i i'm a firm believer in epigenetics and what epigenetics dictates is that you have the ability to change your own body through your thought process and through your uh, emotional state there's a doctor, a book by the Biology of Belief by Dr. Bruce Lipton. Again, that book blew me away. I read it about ten years ago, and it gets into this very, very deeply: the placebo effect and the nocebo effect and such. So, in other words, if you, if a person is in a state of stress, and you're drumming down on them that this is going to happen and that's going to happen, and you're just projecting darkness onto them, then it's not going to be good for the physiology as opposed to 
a person that feels that they're in a safe environment and you know they're gonna they're gonna do well and they're gonna flourish okay and this kind of taps into I was listening to an, another talker he's on YouTube his name is Bill Donahue who I had on my last episode and he gets into and I know I'm all over the place but that's what I do um, he gets into the photon and how the photon of light which is again uh, singular it's the only thing in all of existence that's singular everything in creation is dualistic because it has a negative and positive charge proton and electron negative and positive so it's dualistic one thing in all of creation is singular and that's a photon of light okay so in essence that single photon of light supports all of creation through photosynthesis so the singular and the smallest little thing supports all and all would die without that one singular smallest little photon of light so i was listening to to, to build on you and i think i had it on my last talk in my last episode that in plants you have i believe it's chlorophyll that processes that uh photon of light into food and energy in a human it's our i believe it's our hemoglobin so hemoglobin so in a human hemoglobins absorb the photons of light and in a plant it's the chlorophyll and chloroplast i believe which clearly demonstrates that there is an intelligence in life. If you look at the DNA, RNA, the dinucleic acid and the recombinant nucleic acid, which creates the genetic spiral, um, it's clear that that's an intelligence right there. So you should go back and listen to the episode 180 where, where a build on you breaks this down so succinctly and so beautifully. It's mind-blowing. So back on the uh, vaccines, there's a... A, ho a sh TV show host, who I think he's got an internet show, and his name is Del Bigtree, and he really, really gets into this. He he produced a movie that's called Vaxed, V-A-X-E-D, -E -E Vaxed. Amazing. Find it. It's, these, all of these things are becoming much and much harder to find because they're being um, shadow banned or deleted or whatever, covered up. But you want, you want to, especially if you have kids, you want to see that movie Vaxed. It shows you really what's going on right now and what their real plans are has has a lot to do with autism and a child receiving the the mmr vaccines measles mumps and rubella receiving it prior to i think 18 months there's such a high probability that they'll get autism it, it's crazy and it's it's crazy because uh, i don't know 10 years ago 15 years ago you probably autism was probably found in one in ten thousand kids now I think it's in one in every 75 or something. Some form of autism. Do your research. Do your job. So just to illustrate a couple of different points with this crowd think and this crowd mentality that they want to have everybody on. If you look deeply into it, um, the Chinese, uh, Chairman Mao's communist uh, Chinese revolution, the first thing they did was they confiscated all of the firearms and within a couple of years probably 60 to 70 million people will wipe that some people say as high as 100 million people and the communist choice way to, to to euthanize people to kill masses of people is starvation nice guys right exactly the same thing in the russian revolution they confiscated everyone's guns and right after that they you know Probably a hundred million people were were killed 
uh, and wiped out in that whole Bolshevik revolution. And again, most of them through starvation. The Holodomor, which was in Ukraine and, and such. Again, do your research. I actually do have some of the some of that uh, in some of my prior podcasts too. So be good to do your research on that. That's why they're pushing for so much socialism. What they're doing is they're taking uh, printing money. The Fed is just printing money like crazy. If I'm not mistaken. 60% or 70% of all the money ever created was created in the last two years. I don't know how true that is, but I, I think it is. And you can see it through the inflation. But what they do, really, inflation is a hidden tax. And what they're doing is that they're putting you in a position where you're going to have to choose to either eat or pay your rent or your mortgage. And what they're going to do is they're going to come out with this universal basic income, you know, a Fed coin or something like that. And it's going to get to the point that without that, you're not going to be able to survive. You're not going to be able to eat. So what they're going to do is in order for you to get this um, the, this funding, this money, this universal basic income, you're going to have to have a chip inserted in you. And if they don't like what you're saying or thinking or doing or talking to, they're going to cut off your chip and you'll starve. There's an author that uh, said he was talking to one of the Rothschilds. His name is Aaron Russo. And he kind of broke this whole thing down to him. This is maybe 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago. Aaron Russo, check check that out. I know Alex Jones talks about. I could take or leave Alex Jones. Some of what he says is good, and some I think he's controlled opposition. But that's for a different day. I, I I'm more into like Bill Cooper and such. So now, once they have uh, the whole population into a crowd, the next thing that they try to do is they try to create this thing that's that's identity. So that people can identify in different ways, whether by gender, by race, by creed, by color, by economic class. Uh, and the reason for this is that they create these different identities so that they can have these different identity groups fighting and conflicting with one another. So they can't see the puppet strings that are controlling them. You got to listen very, very carefully. Put down your iPhone, put down your Call of Duty, put down whatever thing is taking attention away of what you need to be doing to inform yourself. P the thing is, people, they, they're so scared to be rejected by the crowd, to not have the approval of the crowd, to be disliked by the crowd. You know what I mean? When what you need to be doing is worrying more about yourself and, and, and the actions that you need to take to be self-fulfilled, to be self-realized, okay? More on a spiritual plane, not on a money plane. And it's very tricky and it's very, very subtle. And people, and I'm noticing... Um, Again, you know, when I was younger, Pete, you know, you can have real conversations with people. But the minute you talk to somebody now, they get triggered, triggered, and they need a safe space, and everybody gets a trophy. And all of this is done on purpose because the only way that you're going to grow is through adversity, through hard work, through challenges, through pushing, through resistance. That's where really growth comes from. And as a matter of fact, I was watching a video the other day on After School Channel, After S-K-O-O-L on YouTube. Amazing channel. They get into Bruce Lipton and a lot of different uh, content providers. But they were talking about how dopamine, and dopamine is what makes you feel good and makes you feel happy and fulfilled. But they say what happens is there's like two categories of people. You have people that they'll sit in a chair and eat Doritos or in a, naked in a bee bag eating you know, garlic chips and watching porn or whatever they do. And I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm just kind of putting the information out there. You take out of it what you need. But what in essence what happens is they're going to get their dopamine from the 
cheesecake and the potato chips and the Call of Duty or whatever they're doing. But what happens is over time, little by little, the dopamine is getting reduced and reduced because they're not really doing anything. It's just something that is being inserted into their psyche, something that they're consuming as opposed to earning. Uh, the, that's the one person. Now you have another person that let's say they're building a fence or repairing a car. While they're going through that struggle and that resistance and that hard, hard time, and I guess to some degree suffering in a sense because it's very difficult, once that's done and they're finished, they're going to have an amazing dopamine drop for probably the next five or six hours as a result of uh, meeting that resistance and doing what they needed to do, getting the car repaired, and they're going to get real, not joy or not happiness, but fulfillment from what they've done because they've earned it. And again, like amazing amounts of dopamine. And and that just continues on forward and forward. It doesn't diminish because as long as you're working hard and being productive and pushing through resistance and struggle, you're going to have that real fulfillment in your life. And you're going to find that your life is going to take a, a really drastic change for the upside, you know. And you're going to worry less about what people think about you, what people say about you, or whatever sneakers you want. I know I dwell on sneakers, but today, like, sneakers are such a, you know, they got this thing called sneakers. People are so much into sneakers and brand names and stuff like that, which is retarded. If you want to get a couple of nice little things to go out, you know, your wife, you know, you want to go out with your wife and wear your little Louis Vuitton shoes or whatever. That's great. That's fine. But don't, you know, everything within reason. And I, I, I talk about this thing of point of diminishing returns. You know, that, that's another subject, but look it up, point of diminishing returns. I'm talking to you men out there, and women too. Don't be a sheep. Be a wolf. Be a lion. Be a warrior. Be a warrior for your family. Provide for your family. Love your family. Take care of them. Teach them. Teach your son to be a God-fearing man or what, of whatever religion that you're in, you know, to, to live by principles and to live by ethics, you know, read, read like pre-Socratic philosophers. I've been reading uh, up on Pythagoras, who was a pre-Socratic philosopher who, who really influenced Plato and, and such. This, this guy, Pythagoras, was around, and actually he wrote that Pythagoras, Pythagoras and Theorem or whatever that is, some kind of mathematical thing with the triangle. He was obsessed with triangles. So he was a mathematician and a pre-Socratic philosopher. He was a genius. And I look him up on YouTube, check him out. God was really, you know, really, really uh, influential, you know, to, to in ancient Greece. We, we all know that a lot of uh, ancient Greece and, and e ancient Egypt, you know, they kind of mesh together, you know. So in, in my view, don't, don't really go to college and waste your money and learn how to do basket weaving or gender studies or something like that. Learn a real trade. And as a matter of fact, you really don't even have to go to school. You can get on YouTube and learn how to be a diesel mechanic or an auto mechanic. You can learn how to be a welder, a plumber, to learn a trade, to be a computer programmer. To some of you people that want to really advance your career because everything is becoming computerized, I suggest that you go on YouTube. There's a, a program that's called Microsoft Access, and it's a database, SQL, SQL. You know, you get into tables and queries. It sounds complicated, but if you go on there, it's... You can learn Microsoft, and it'll help you with everything. It's part of the micro, and I, this is not an advertisement for them because that's owned by Bill Gates. I'm, I, I hate Bill Gates, but but I love his Microsoft Access program. The power of, um, if you've played around with Excel, it's kind of Excel up on the next level because it's an actual database, and you can develop a table, and the table is, let's say, first name, last name, city, state, zip, phone number, you know, these are fields. And then what you're able to do is you're able to retrieve or do sorts, 
uh, and do reports on the data that's in there. But you you can in Microsoft Access you can start out very very. The program I think costs cost two hundred bucks, but you could probably get it bootleg somewhere. Whatever. I didn't say that. You can um, start from very simple, go on YouTube, and there's so many channels, you know, find one that you really resonate, the way the guy teaches, and, and, and see if you can get into it, you know? Um, SQL, the SQL that I learned 30 years ago is still relevant today. I'm still writing programs and writing code, and it's the same exact way that it was executed back 30 years ago. It hasn't changed. This whole internet security and all that stuff like that changes on a year-to-year basis, year -year basis, the certifications change, and all the protocols and all of that, uh, HTTP, all of that stuff changes, but access and SQL is the same. That's why it's a really good thing to learn. So again, you start out with tables and then you get into queries and forms and relating tables, but take it at your own pace because what happens is for me, it became, I don't, I never played video games. I, I stopped playing video games with Sonic 2 with my son. You know, I used to play it with him and I was okay with it and there was like five buttons or four buttons on the controller, now there's 20 buttons. That's when I stopped doing it. But for me, what became my video game was Microsoft Access because I said to myself, I could be playing video games for, for days, years, for my whole life, and I'm not going to get anything out of it. But this video game, Microsoft Access, I can make all types of things happen, and I get paid, and it changed my life. It changed my whole career. It accelerated everything about me, and it took me out of the ghetto, to be honest with you. I used to sit up at night. Sometimes I would spend the whole night, and there was no internet then. This is from books. To be specific, Q, QUE series of books. And there was one specific one, it was called The Access Bible. And uh, man, did I used to go through that book and study and stay up all night and teaching myself and learning. I talk about this on all the podcasts, but food for thought, man. Accelerate your career and do things that are going to benefit you, you know? And, and get it to the point that, you know, if you get good with this and you might want to take a little vacation. Or, or get your wife a, a Louis Vuitton bag or something. You know, I'm not totally against all of it, but I mean, again, within reason, point of diminishing returns. You'll have the ability to do that because it, really people, like right now, Py Python and, and Java, that stuff is kind of hard. I'll be honest with you. I looked at it and I just walked away. But that Microsoft Access is very, very special. Take, take a good look into that. And if you don't want to do that, then mess with Excel, you know, and uh, do, doing that type of stuff. Excel is kind of one-dimensional, kind of flat. But again, it's very powerful, man, and it could, it could really accelerate your career. Maximize the gift that God gave you, you know? So now the last point that I want to go over, one of the things that they're doing right now, and I noticed it, and I don't want to trigger anybody, but I'm going to mention some names and scenarios. And again, again, if you get triggered, then don't listen to the podcast. You know, go listen to somebody else or whatever. But it would be better if, if for, your, for your own good and if you, if you absorbed real truth, not necessarily from me, but don't be so triggered, man. Open up your mind and learn what's going on in this world. But... What I see that they're doing, I notice that the gas prices are through the roof and food is in shortage and food is going through the roof. What they're doing is they're looking for the villain, for the Darth Vader. And what they're doing is, like Biden and these, all of these clowns, what they do is they, they ask Biden, hey, you know, what, what uh, the prices and what's going on with the prices? And immediately he blames Vladimir Putin from Russia. They want to put a face on the problem. Um, I know a couple of people that back in the day, uh, I would try to talk sense into them about not necessarily conspiracy theories, but conspiracy facts, because people do conspire to do bad, to do damage, to hurt other people and to swindle other people. I was talking to a few of my friends and I would say, hey, don't you see this? Don't you see Joe Biden like fondling little kids on video and all of these different? Don't you see Hunter Biden smoking crack and I think he had sex with his niece or something like that? These are facts. 
okay? All of the corruption in Ukraine, the millions of dollars that they were funneling, billions of dollars that they were funneling to uh, launder out in the Ukraine and all that stuff like that. But I would say, hey, don't you see this? And they would say, no, you know, that's wrong because it's Trump's fault, okay? Trump. So before it was Trump, now that he's not in office, they got to put it on Vladimir Putin. So it's so childish, it's so ridiculous. But the reason the people accept all of this is because they're in that crowd mentality and they're not doing their own thinking. Listen to me carefully, people, okay? I've rambled on. I don't want to get myself more shadow banned than I already am, and I'm, I'm sure that this this is definitely not going to help my status as far as that shadow banning. But you know what? Give me a, a, a reach out, an email, or a DM, or whatever it is. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Check out my IGTV that's out there. And I really do want to thank you for listening, and namaste. Praise Jesus' name. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist. And check out my YouTube channel, Alpha Male Buddhist, and that's on YouTube. It is the podcast accompanied with video clips that integrate exactly with the podcast so it's motivational and inspirational i also have promotional t-shirts if you go to my website alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com you can see the promotional t-shirts there reach out to me also if you have any show notes or any suggestions that you would like to hear on the podcast just reach out and see if i can get that done i've been getting some really great emails and feedback from my listeners, which is great. So I want to thank you for listening and namaste.